Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Barely Athletic Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Dobius, here with Brendan, the producer, Pika. How you doing? Hey, not too shabby. I headed into week four. Hopefully, we'll have better luck in fantasy this week between the two of us, but we'll see. I had a great week. I had a great week last week. Of course, you had a great week. (laughs) I had A.J. Brown. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. um, yeah, we We got some good games to look forward to, though. Yeah, let's. Uh, so this episode, we're talking about the week four matchups for the AFC home games. This is a part one. Uh, tomorrow should be a part two. That will be the NFC home games as well as my yays and nays. So make sure to check that out uh, when it's uploaded. So let's just jump into it. Let's start with the Thursday night game tonight. It's the Jacksonville Jaguars versus the Cincinnati Bengals. Some injury news, T. Higgins is officially out with a shoulder injury, which absolutely sucks because he missed week three, and now, unfortunately, it's, an, it's a, a, a very quick game, not a lot of time to rest up and heal, and uh, yeah, he's not playing this week either, so it's uh, definitely going to be Jamar Chase's week again. Last week in, in T. Higgins' absence, Jamar Chase had four receptions, 65 yards, two TDs, Tyler Boyd. Also had four receptions, 36 receiving yards, and one TD. So they looked very good there uh, against a very tough Steelers uh, defense. This is, that was a game where I was like, this is a good this is a good matchup to see what the Bengals offense is, is really made of. And man, I was, uh, I was kind of impressed by them. So let, let's talk about who you're starting, who you're sitting for the Cincinnati Bengals. Not a lot of people that I'm sitting. Uh, I think Joe Burrow is a good uh, flex or enough uh, flex streaming quarterback for this week because it's Jacksonville. Uh, I think that you're obviously starting Joe Mixon, and I think that Joe Mixon has a opportunity of finishing, you know, top ten this week. He's been looking pretty solid. Uh, nothing too flashy, but he's getting like eighty to one hundred and twenty rushing yards per game. So he, he's been looking pretty good. I think he's gonna have a good week against. Uh, against Jacksonville, because Jacksonville is an absolutely terrible defense. I mean, giving up 115 rushing yards per game, 302 passing yards per game, that is terrible. Uh, So I'm starting Burrow, you're starting Mixon, you're starting Chase, you're starting Boyd, you're just everybody. All right, Jacksonville Jaguars, who you starting, who you're sitting? This is a very tough one. It's but when it comes to quarterback, it's pretty easy. You don't start Trevor Lawrence. Uh, you have to start James Robinson. He actually had a good week last week, finally. Uh, 15 carries, 88 yards, and a touchdown against the uh, Arizona Cardinals. And I would say I could argue that the Cardinals have a very similar defense to the uh, Cincinnati Bengals. So I, I think that maybe we can see a repeat uh, performance from James Robinson. I guess Bengals have a better rushing defense, but that doesn't matter. You're starting James Robinson. Receivers, it's really still only Marvin Jones that I trust. I mean, I, I don't understand, like, the, the Jaguars are going to need to throw the ball a lot, but almost none of these receivers are fantasy relevant. Like, Marvin Jones has been the number one, but, like, Chark and LaVisca, like, if they don't get a touchdown then you're disappointed in him. So Marvin Jones is the only one uh, that I feel very comfortable starting. If you need to start one between Chark and LaVisca, 
Obviously, they're both low flexes. I would pick LaVisca over DJ Chark just because of the involvement that he has in this offense. Other than that, you're not starting anybody. So James Robinson, Marvin Jones, maybe LaVisca Chenault uh, if you are desperate. Let's move on to the Sunday early games, the Tennessee Titans versus the New York Jets. Let's start with uh, some injury news for the Tennessee Titans. A.J. Brown and Julio Jones both missed Wednesday's practice. A.J. Brown with that nasty hamstring injury. Uh, he is week to week. He's he's basically out for this week. He is very doubtful. I would not expect him to play. Julio Jones is more on the questionable side. Uh, there will be an episode coming out this Saturday about the, uh, it'll be an injury update episode where I'll go over all the Recent injury news that we'll learn about Thursday, Friday, and then uh, yeah, we'll 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 see where we're at there. But as of right now, it's looking AJ Brown not playing Julio Jones, very questionable. I I don't know uh, I don't know if I would be confident in Julio Jones this week if he does play. It's making me very nervous. Uh, who are you starting? Who you're sitting? Well, I'm starting Derrick Henry. And that's it. I know it's a little bit crazy. And I'll talk about Ryan Tannehill, you know, maybe in the next uh, tomorrow's episode when I talk about my yays and nays. But yeah, I'm only starting Derrick Henry this week for the Tennessee Titans. Uh, I this is a a weirdly tough Jets secondary. Uh, I, I didn't realize how good their secondary was, but. They've given up the, I think, second least amount of points to fancy quarterbacks this season. So with Tannehill already having a for his worst season since 2018, I'm not putting my faith in him or A.J. Brown if he plays or Julio Jones if he plays. So no Tennessee Titan except for the King, Derrick Henry. New York Jets, a uh, pretty easy one. Uh, n- nobody. Corey Davis, if you have to, because he's the clear number one. But the Jets are looking god-awful. I mean, they are looking absolutely terrible. They put up a big fat goose egg last week against the Denver Broncos, which isn't that great of a D. De- I mean, uh, the Broncos' defense is, is good, don't get me wrong, but like when you've only scored six points in the last two weeks, like, come on. That, that, that I have no faith at all uh, in in. I, is, yeah, just I, I, in the Jets against the Titans. I mean, I still there's still players I'm keeping an eye on, and there's still players I'm keeping on my roster. For example, Michael, Michael Carter and Corey Davis, but I do not feel comfortable starting them just yet. Uh, between Corey Davis and Lavisca Chenault, because uh, those are both very low in flexes for me, I would rank Chenault higher than Davis just to put things into perspective there. So pretty easy one. Uh, not not going to be a, a big fantasy relevant game, this one, unless you have Derrick Henry. Uh, moving on to the Indianapolis Colts versus the Miami Dolphins. Got some injury news here. Jonathan Taylor limited in practice with a knee injury. It is looking like he's going to play, uh, but he's still on that questionable side, so we'll let you know later on this week. You're obviously starting him if he does play. T.Y. Hilton, he is not expected to be taken off the IR in time to be ready for this game, so it'll be another week at least for T.Y. Hilton, uh, which is kind of unfortunate because it it seems like the Colts desperately need a wide receiver one. I know Pittman's been kind of filling that role, and he hasn't been too bad, 
Uh, six receptions, 68 yards last game. But yeah, I, when T.Y. Hilton comes back, he's going to be the, the number one receiver. Uh, I'm not starting Carson Wentz. He's also dealing with an injury, but I didn't feel the need to put him on uh, the injury list because I, I don't think he's fantasy relevant anymore. I mean, there's so many better quarterbacks to start, not only this week, but for the rest of the season uh, over Carson Wentz. So you're starting Jonathan Taylor. I think you can... It's tough with Naeem Hines. This is a very this is a low end flex for me as well. I would put him above Lavisca Chenault and above Corey Davis, uh, just because he he's almost guaranteed workload. But you know he he's a really roller coaster of a player. <clears throat> he'll he'll have fantasy relevant weeks and then he'll put up one or two points to the next. So uh, it, it's really how involved, or I guess what he does with the involvement uh, that the Colts give him. So. He got the touchdown last week, and he's always going to get receiving yards and receptions. So I would feel I would feel more comfortable uh, putting Hines in flex than Lavisca, Corey Davis, DJ Chark, players like that. Uh, receivers, you can start Pittman as a as a flex option as well, just because he's going to get the targets. Uh, Miami's a fine defense, but it's it's nothing too special there. And that's about it. So let's talk about the Miami offense. Obviously, it's Jacoby Brissett, still at quarterback. Uh, Will Fuller, he did not practice Wednesday. He's dealing with an injury. I mean, it's such a Will Fuller move to to come back. He's got this deep play in the end zone, and then he gets hurt. Like, it's such a, such a Will Fuller thing. Uh, so I'm not playing him this week. I mean, he only scored like five points last week. I, I'm, I haven't seen it yet from him. Miles um, Gaskin, I, you start him. Right, because he's still involved in the rushing game, involved in the receiving game. I mean, he's the clear number one running back. Uh, he, he's just—I I don't know why he's underperforming. Uh, it's pretty unfortunate, but you know, it's—it's it's just kind of a shame. Uh, but you got to start him. I, I feel like one of these weeks is going to pop off and hopefully get back to form. It could be this week against the Colts, uh, but you know, they—they they got a good defense. Colts have a have a decent defense. Now they're better in the secondary than they are uh, on the line. But yeah, I, I think that Gaskin has the ability to uh, to finish as a at least running back to this week. So you're starting him. Uh, and then I'm really only starting Jalen Waddle. Uh, that's the only receiver that I still feel comfortable starting. Um, yeah, I, I swear he had like. 100 targets last game i mean he was just heavily targeted uh he had 12 receptions for 58 yards as well he was the number one receiver uh yeah so he he that really showed me waddle 12 receptions Devonte parker four that showed me that waddle is the favorite for not only tua but for jacoby Brissett as well so i'm starting jalen waddle there and that is it for the my well mike Asiki. sorry i shouldn't uh <clears throat> it's a tight end, Mike Kosicki. I think he's going to be not bad. I mean, you're hoping for that touchdown, but I, I really liked his involvement in last game. He, If you count tight ends as wide receivers, Kosicki technically should have been the number one uh, receiver on this team. So that is it for the Dolphins. Moving on to the Houston Texans versus the Buffalo Bills, and what a blowout this is going to be. Uh, there's not really any notable injuries to report here. Not yet. And hopefully, uh, hopefully there won't be any later this week, but let's just talk about the Texans. 
Uh, I guess you start Brandon Cooks. Nine receptions, 112 yards last game. You start Brandon Cooks because he really hasn't given you a reason to not start him. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's about it. it. It's surprising to me that that Brandon Cooks has been as good as he is with given the quarterback situation. But I mean, the man's averaging like over 100 receiving yards per game. He's averaging 20 fantasy points per game. He's like the number six wide receiver right now with Davis Mills throwing to him. So you start him. You start him until he proves you otherwise. So other than that, there's no Texan I'm touching. N- not a not a chance. Uh, Buffalo Bills is is basically the opposite. I'm starting really everybody. I'm starting Josh Allen. Uh, I would start Moss and Singletary both at flex. The reason why you start both of them is because you don't know which one's going to be more involved. One of them's probably going to let you down. Uh, but, uh, you know, it, it's uh, they both have the opportunity to actually put up some major points this week. Uh, last week, it was Zach Moss that scored more points than Singletary. Um, but, uh, again, it, it's this: if you've played fantasy before, if you follow the Bills' run game, It's just chaos. It's terrible. So you start both of them. Uh, Moss is more of the goal line guy. Singletary is involved in the receiving game, so they both have upside. And with a good matchup against Houston, yeah, you start. So you start both of them in the flex. Receivers, this is where it gets difficult because, again, it's similar to the run game. I believe that all of them have, like four of them have the ability to put up major fantasy points, and I don't know who that's going to be. I would put Stephon Diggs, obviously. I would co- put Cole Beasley in your starting lineup just because he has been uh, a target machine. Absolutely 30 targets compared to Stephon Diggs, 31. Uh, but Cole Beasley has 23 receptions. Uh, Stephon Diggs, only 19. I mean, Beasley's the tied for the receiving leader on the Bills, and he is the... Uh, or sorry, receiving yards, and then he's uh, first in in reception. So Beasley's been way more involved um, than I think we we thought he is. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders as well. I think this is a start over Gabe over Gabe Davis. Uh, he was one of my pickups of the week. I was really hoping that Gabe Davis would uh, would step up this season, but Emmanuel Sanders has kind of blocked that path for him uh, for another year. So. I would say Diggs, wide receiver one. Cole Beasley, wide receiver three. And Emmanuel Sanders, low-end flex. Higher than all the other low-end flexes I mentioned in this episode. Hines, LaVisca, uh, the other one that I already forgot, Corey Davis. So I have Sanders ranked above them, if that helps you at all. No Gabe Davis, just because there's too many players here. Uh, the tight end, however, I'll take Dawson Knox. Give me Dawson Knox this week. He's been targeted in the red zone, so I'm taking him. I'm taking Dawson Knox. He's one of the better low-end tight ends, streamable tight ends, uh, not only for this week, but I think for the rest of the season. So it really, it's a two very opposite teams here. Very different advice for each team. You're almost starting everybody for Buffalo, and you're basically benching everybody for Houston. Moving on to the afternoon games, or I should just say afternoon game. We only got one of them for the AFC home teams. We have the Baltimore Ravens versus the Denver Broncos. 
For the Baltimore Ravens, Rashad Bateman, he has returned from the IR. Uh, he's going to be questionable for this week. I don't know if he's going to be able to play, but we'll let you know uh, later on this week. It, even if he does, I'm not starting him yet. I want to wait to see how he's involved in this offense. I usually don't have a lot of confidence in the Ravens receiving game. Um, yeah, you're starting Lamar Jackson. And you're starting Mark Andrews. And that's really all I want to do this week. Uh, no running backs, which I'll talk about next episode in my nays. That's a spoiler there. Tyson Williams. Uh, not doing that. So, yeah, it's Denver Broncos, a very good, um, definitely a, a very good defense, uh, rushing defense, I should say, giving up the second fewest fantasy points to running backs so far this season. Uh, yeah, Mark Andrews, Lamar Jackson, that's it. Denver Broncos, on the other hand, this gets even easier. No Teddy Bridgewater. You start Melvin Gordon as a flex, and you start Javante Williams as a low-end flex, and then you start Tim, Tim Patrick as a low-end flex, and you start Cortland Sutton as a wide receiver, too. Um, definitely the the... Broncos are going to be down, right? I, I don't think anyone's believing that the 3-0 Broncos are going to destroy this Baltimore Ravens team. Uh, I think that the Broncos are going to be losing. They're going to need to pass the ball a lot. I can see Sutton having a decent game. I can see Tim Patrick uh, being the leading receiver this game, as uh, most of the guys are going to be on Sutton. Um, KJ Hamler, he suffered that that terrible ACL tear, so he's out for the season, leaving just Sutton and Tim Patrick for this game. Uh, and then hopefully in a couple weeks, Jared Judy can come back uh, and add just another fantasy player. But Noah Fant as well. Always forget about those tight ends. Noah Fant, you start. So it, it's weird. It, it's like I'm starting a lot of Denver Broncos players, uh, except Teddy Bridgewater. So Gordon, Williams, Patrick. Uh, Sutton, they're all pretty low end in, in my head in terms of fantasy value, but they're all still startable. All right, moving on to the Sunday night game. We have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus the New England Patriots. It is Tom Brady's return to Foxborough. Playing the Patriots. Uh, I think, is that the only NFL team that he hasn't beaten? Right? The Patriots, I'm pretty sure he's beaten 31 out of 32 teams, the Patriots being the only exception. Uh, so this could be a, a I, I could be wrong on that, but this could be a, this is a very, very big game. Uh, everybody's going to be talking about this the entire week. I don't really need to go into detail about what this means for Brady or the Patriots or anything like that. <clears throat> I'm just going to give you fantasy advice. And here it is. For the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, you are starting Tom Brady. This is, this is uh, I mean, there's no hatred for Brady uh, or for New England. Um, I, I don't think Brady really dislikes the organization or anything like that, but he's going to want this win. So he, he's going to go, he's going to go crazy. Tom Brady's going to have a very good week. Um, the Patriots defense is very exploitable. Uh, yeah, rushing though, on the other hand, the Buccaneers run game. No shot. No shot. You know who the leading rusher was last week? Tom Brady. Three carries, 14 yards. That was the leading rusher for the Buccaneers. 
He got a touchdown as well, so that's pretty nice. Uh, no Ronald Jones, no Leonard Fournette. I'm not even starting Giovanni Bernard. I know he was involved last game in the receiving game, nine receptions, 51 yards, and a touchdown, but I that's just that's one good week, and yeah, he should be rosterable. If he keeps this up, then you know, in two, three weeks' time, then we can talk about starting him. Uh, Rob Gronkowski, he is dealing with an injury. He did not practice Wednesday. He's going to be questionable. Obviously, if he uh, if he starts, or then you play him. Uh, but the the issue is this is a Sunday night game, so I, I can't give you perfect advice right now. But I will say we will be talking about this. Uh, We'll be taking a closer look, talking about this in-depth Saturday's episode during the injury update. So I'll I'll give you more advice later on this week. I want to see how involved Gronk is going to be in Thursday's and Friday's practices uh, before I give you my final advice. Antonio Brown, he's still on the COVID list. He's going to be questionable before this game as well. I'm not going to start him, um, even if he does play, just because he's he's missed so much practice. I, uh, you know, it's just you got to wait. Uh, to see it again before you start him. You start Mike Evans, you start Chris Godwin. They both had pretty good weeks last week against the LA Rams, even though the Buccaneers lost. So there you go. That is the Buccaneers moving on to the Patriots. Oh boy. This is tough. You're not starting Mac Jones. You can rule out the quarterback. I don't feel confident in any receivers this week, even though they're going to need to throw the ball a lot. Damian Harris disappointed last week, and I'm pretty sure he's going to disappoint again because it's the Buccaneers' run game. So um, Damian Harris last week against the New Orleans Saints, six carries, 14 yards. Saints have a very good rushing defense, but the Buccaneers are just as good, if not better. Uh, So I'm keeping my expectations very low for Damian Harris. I would probably lean towards not starting him uh I, I know that running backs are very good running backs are very hard to find and damon harris can be a very talented uh running back he is a very talented running back and he can be a fantasy relevant week winning running back for your team but it's not going to be this week so if you have a, a player like I, I would say naeem hines i rank higher than damon harris this week i have him right around that that area just because I, I know Harris is going to get the volume, but it's the Buccaneers defense giving up only 63 rushing yards per game. I'm not too confident in any running back going up against this defense. Uh, moving on to the Monday night game. Final game of this episode. We have the Las Vegas Raiders versus the Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, Herbert left uh, after the game last week in their win. Uh, against the Chiefs, left the stadium with ice on his hand. Everybody's freaking out about that. Everybody's freaking out about that except for Herbert and the Chargers. I think they're they're fine. <laughs> Basically, don't worry about that. If you see that that cue, that questionable mark next to Herbert's name, uh, he is most likely going to play. I'm actually very confident that he's going to play unless there's any setbacks. So don't worry about that. Uh, you're starting Austin Eckler for the Chargers. You are starting Mike Williams, who has been an absolute unit for this team. I mean, this guy, this guy's been amazing. I mean, last game, seven receptions, 122 yards, two TDs. Very solid. But here's his stats for the entire season. 
31 targets, 21 receptions, 295 yards, and four TDs. He's averaging 25 fantasy points per game. He's actually currently the number two wide receiver. So no way, no how I'm benching Mike Williams this week. Uh, Raiders have an exploitable defense. And yeah, you keep Mike Williams in your starting lineup until he has multiple weeks. And I'm talking like four or five where it lets you down. So, yeah, I'm starting. And I don't think it's going to happen this season. Chargers are looking very, very good. So Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, I'm starting. Jared Cook, I think, is a solid option. Um, uh, Again, you're with tight ends at this level. You're just kind of praying for a touchdown. And I think Cook uh, has a better opportunity than most tight ends around his level. A lot of Chargers players. This is going to be a fun game. Raiders, on the other hand, uh, it's not really on the other hand. It's basically the same advice. You're starting. Almost everybody. Raiders have a, 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 I think this is going to be a very, very fun game uh, overall. And I'm really excited that it's a Monday night game. Uh, so there's no other games to distract me. But listen, if you want to stream quarterbacks this week, Derek Carr is probably your, your top option. Right? Here's a fun fact. Uh, yeah, he is only... Derek Carr is only the fourth player in the Super Bowl, Super Bowl era to throw for more than 1,200 yards in the first three games. Ooh, that's pretty crazy. Derek Carr has been looking really nice, and he's putting up some fantasy points as well. I mean, not, you know, Pat Mahomes, Josh Allen level, but he's up there. He's really up there. So, yeah, the 3-0 Raiders, they're looking very good. Um yeah, he had 386 passing yards, two touchdowns last week against Miami. Um, two of his games have already gone into overtime. Uh, even though you don't get fantasy points for that, it, listen, he is he he's just feeling it. Like he he's got the hot hand and and he's got some weapons finally uh to support him. So those weapons, let's talk about it. Darren Waller, big start, obviously. Duh. Don't even need to talk about him. Henry Ruggs has super high upside. Four receptions, 78 yards last week. I have him around that low-end flex. I have him probably lower than LaVisca Chenault above Corey Davis. Uh, Brian Edwards, a little higher than that, probably above LaVisca Chenault, uh, just because he he seems to be getting a... Uh, yeah, he, he seems to be getting a lot of fantasy points. I mean, he's he's the guy that... Three receptions, eight to nine yards last week. Like leading the team in receiving yards. Uh, Hunter Renfro, I'm actually fading on this week, uh, which is a bit of a shock because he is my pickup of, uh, he's one of my top waiver signings. If you listen to that episode, if you haven't, go check that out. But I will talk more about Hunter Renfro uh, in the next episode because he is one of my nays. I know it's crazy. Um, I'm almost contradicting myself, but I do not feel like this is going to be Hunter Renfro's game. Run game is the biggest question for this uh, Raiders team. Josh Jacobs, he's questionable for week four. He's questionable last week, didn't play. It was a split between Peyton Barber and Kenyon Drake. The issue with Josh Jacobs is that he plays Monday night. So if he's questionable, 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 game time decision, and then come Monday night, he doesn't play, 
well, then you're screwed because you have no other replacement. So the only way I'm going to keep Josh Jacobs in my starting lineup is if I have either Peyton Barber or Kenyon Drake on my team. So then Monday night, he's inactive. I can make that switch. If you do not have any of these two players, I would not recommend starting Josh Jacobs. It is way too big of a risk. And yeah, Josh Jacobs not playing at 100%. He does that a lot. And he just doesn't, he's not too impressive. I mean, you could look at week one where he had like 30 yards and two rushing touchdowns, which is great. But, you know, his performance was was subpar. So I'm not taking a hurt Josh Jacobs um, if if I have some some decent options on my bench. Uh, yeah, that is it. That's all I got for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. Again, tune in tomorrow for the NFC uh, home games as well as my yays and nays. Those are players that I feel really good about and players who I don't feel good about this week. Uh, make sure to follow us on social media. Instagram is at barely underscore athletic. TikTok and YouTube is at barely athletic. We post multiple times a week. Uh, similar stuff to what you hear on this podcast. So make sure to check out our website as well, barelyathletic.com. Really appreciate that. Thank you so much for listening once again, and we'll see you next time.